1: And now Hebraic Roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International.
0: Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the marriage covenant agreement and lawsuit. This is part twelve of the series. So First Corinthians chapter three, verse thirteen. Every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire that is the Holy Spirit will try every man's work of what kind it is. In other words, the Spirit of God will test the motive of your behavior. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 14. If any man's work abide which he has built, he will receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, it was done with not the right motives or the right heart, he will suffer loss. He will not get reward for how he lives his life. Yet, even though he's not getting reward for service, it's possible that he himself will be saved and that salvation comes by fire. And so this is referring to accepting Yeshua as the Messiah, putting your faith and trust and confidence in him and repenting of your sins and receiving his shed blood for the forgiveness of your sins. That work is also a work of the Holy Spirit, a work by fire. And so there is a reward for believing in Yeshua as the Messiah and you receive eternal life, eternal Zoe, eternal Chai and your reward is to live forever with Messiah but we are to also follow after the character to walk as Yeshua walked first John chapter 2 and verse 6 and to show forth his character in our life and demonstrate it and show the love of God to others and so in doing this we will get reward for our service in obedience to him after we've been saved by grace through faith and there's a book that records our service unto him and And we receive a reward that is called eternal life for our obedience to him after we receive the reward of eternal life for believing in Yeshua as the Messiah. And so what does that inheritance or reward look like for those who show forth the character of God and love your neighbor as yourself? He has a kingdom for these people and these people will will rule and reign and live with him in that kingdom initially during the thousand year messianic era where Yeshua will rule and reign on the earth teaching the Torah to all nations and it will be a kingdom that will show forth and demonstrate following the Mishpatim in the earth and then ultimately that reward is a people who is going to dwell with Messiah forever it's called his bride and she will dwell forever with Yeshua in the New Jerusalem. So this is the reward of service for those who have accepted Yeshua as the Messiah and are led by His Spirit. Love your neighbor as yourself and then manifest the fruit of the Spirit. We cannot hold truth in unrighteousness. Romans chapter 1, verse 18 and verse 28, Paul explains, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodly and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth. Now, what would you be doing if you hold truth? Well, if you believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, you are holding on to truth because it says in John chapter 14, verse 6, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. So if you believe in Yeshua as the Messiah, but you're not living a life that shows forth his character and the fruit of the Spirit, and even though you believe in Yeshua as Messiah, You are still living a carnal fleshly life, and Paul taught that if you believe in Yeshua and are living a carnal fleshly life, that you are a babe in Messiah, as he taught in 1 Corinthians in chapter 3 and verse 1. So he's speaking about a people who are holding on to truth that believe Yeshua is Messiah, but they're not walking in righteousness, and so the judgment of God is. Is going to come forth unto those people. And the judgment is they lose reward because they have no service. As Paul explained in First Corinthians in chapter 3, when their works are tried, they are wood, hay, and stubble, and they are burned up. So in Romans chapter 1 verse 28, and even as they did not retain God in their da'at, they did not... Retain God in their knowledge. And so this is one of the accusations that was brought in the covenant lawsuit by the prophets against his people in Hosea chapter four, verse one. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord has a controversy, a rip, a covenant lawsuit with the inhabitants of the land, because there's no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. And so if you have knowledge of God, then you're going to know the character of God and you're going to. The forth that character. So Paul is explaining a people who hold the truth, but they're not retaining God in their knowledge. And so they're living carnal, fleshly life. So it says that God gives them, it's referring to believers, he gives them over to a reprobate mind. Because that when they knew God, they didn't glorify him as God. They were not thankful. So they became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. And for this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men. So he's describing believers, those who hold the truth, but in unrighteousness. They're living a carnal, fleshly life. And so they don't retain God in their knowledge. They don't live a life after his character, but instead, Romans chapter one verse twenty nine, they're filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. Who, knowing the judgment of God, they should know the character, the way of God, the heart of God. Who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. And so, at Mount Sinai, it was said... Cursed be everyone that does not do all the things written in the book. They that do such things are worthy of death. Romans chapter 2 verse 2. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to emet against them which commit such things. So those who do not submit to do the will of God, those who walk in the flesh, don't love their neighbor as theirself, and don't yield to the Spirit of God, the judgment of God is just in that these people lose reward because they have no service to God. So you can believe in God and believe that Yeshua is Messiah, but be living a carnal fleshly life and thus not be following the Mishpatim. First John chapter 2 verse 9 and verse 11. He that says he is in the light, now if you say that you're in the light, you believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, but yet hates his brother, is in darkness even until now. But he he that hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and knows not where he goes because that darkness has blinded his eyes. So by not following the Mishpatim, you lose reward. You lose inheritance. Because as we saw in the Torah, that if you follow the Mishpatim, it is your life, it's your chai, it's your Zoe, and you will inherit the land. First. 1 Corinthians chapter six verse nine. Know you not that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. First Corinthians six eighteen. Flee fornication. Paul taught in Galatians chapter 5 that those who believe in Yeshua, he's writing this letter to believers in Yeshua, but they're not following the Mishpatim, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now the works of the flesh are manifest In are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, and I have told you, you in time past, that they which do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, they lose reward. So not following the Mishpatim will cause you to lose your inheritance. And what is it that you're losing? You won't rule and reign with Messiah in his thousand-year messianic kingdom. You will not live forever with Messiah in the New Jerusalem because the New Jerusalem is the city of Emet, city of truth. And the bride of Messiah is going to be dressed or clothed with righteous acts righteous deeds. Follow the mishpatim. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 5, For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Messiah and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. And so those who believe that Yeshua is the Messiah and trust in Him as their Savior, but they live a carnal, fleshly life, they lose reward, they lose inheritance. They are not able to be the people that Messiah is going to live and dwell with forever in the New Jerusalem. So they will be dwelling in heaven outside of the gates of the New Jerusalem because... Heaven is likened unto a tabernacle. There's an outer court, there's an inner court, there's a Holy of Holies. And the New Jerusalem is likened to the Holy of Holies. And so in Revelation, in chapter 22 and verse 14 where it says blessed are they that do the commandments or follow the mishpatim they might have right to the tree of chai those who follow the mishpatim have right to the tree of chai and they may enter in through the gates of the city now verse 15 revelation 22 verse 15 and without or outside or outside of the gates of the new jerusalem are dogs sorcerers whoremongers murderers idolaters and whoever loves loves and make a lie these are works of the flesh these are carnal believers in yeshua as the Messiah. They made heaven, but they lost reward. They lost inheritance. They're not able to dwell with Messiah forever in the new Jerusalem. So those who don't follow the Mishpatim will be separated from those who do. Matthew chapter 13, verses 41 through 43. The Son of Man shall gather out of his kingdom all that offend. He's gathering out of his kingdom all that offend and them that do iniquity. In other words, they're not following the for team and he will cast them into a furnace of fire, of judgment. Then shall the righteous, those who are following the Mishpatim, shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Those that follow the Mishpatim will have a resurrection of Chai, a resurrection of Zoe. John chapter 5 verses 28 and 29. For the hour is coming in the which all that are in the grace shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good, follow the Mishpatim, unto the resurrection of Zoe, the resurrection of high, and they that done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. And so Yeshua here is making a reference to Daniel in chapter 12, in verse 2 And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting high or Zoe, and some to shame and everlasting contempt or condemnation. When we follow the Mishpatim, we inherit the kingdom. Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 and 35. Then shall the king say to them on his right hand, Inherit the kingdom. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Then shall the king say to them on the right hand, Inherit the kingdom. Naked, and you clothed me. Sick, and you visited me. In prison, and you came unto me. Jerusalem is a city of It's a city of truth, and so a city is represented by the people who live in it, and the people who live in it have a character, and so the character of a people is is the way in which a city is viewed. Zechariah chapter 8 verse 3. Thus says the Lord, Jerusalem shall be called a city of Emmet, the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. That's Mount Zion. So Jerusalem, the city of Emmet, Mount Zion, they shall be my people and I will be their God. And this is marriage terminology. And they will be my people and I will be their God. In Amet and Zedekot, the bride a Messiah who's going to live with him forever, who's entered into the second stage of the biblical wedding, is a people who walk in Amet and Zedekah. So by following the Mishpatim, we are blessed. We receive reward. James chapter 1, verse 25. But whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, a follower of the Mishpatim, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Those who believe in Yeshua as Messiah and follow his Mishpatim will dwell forever in the new Jerusalem. Revelation chapter 22, verses 13 and 14. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do His commandments, that they might have right to the tree of Zoe, the tree of Chai, and that they may enter in through the gates of the city. And so what do we covered in this part of the teaching? Number one, all mishpat is given to Yeshua. All will appear before the mishpat seat of Yeshua. Number two, All who believe in Yeshua as Messiah and follow the Mishpat will receive an inheritance and live forever in the New Jerusalem. Number three, if you believe in Yeshua as Messiah and don't follow the Mishpatim, you will lose reward and live outside the New Jerusalem. Now, from the background of what we've been studying in this teaching, we should now realize and understand that when we follow the Mishpatim, we are doing the works of God we're doing good works and so Paul referred to following the Mishpatim as the works of the law Romans chapter 2 verse 14 for when the Gentiles which have not the Torah or they were not given the Torah if they do by nature the things contained in the Torah so what would they do by nature they would be doing good to others standing for right against strong they would be standing for justice they would be merciful to others. They show the work of the law written in their heart. Romans chapter 3, verse 20. Paul explains that if we are trusting in doing the Mishpatim for our salvation or our own merit to be made righteous in the eyes of the God of Israel, then that is not how we receive our justification, our righteousness, and that's not the way in which we come into right relationship with him. By the deeds of the Torah or following the Mishpatim shall no flesh be justified in his sight if you trust in that for your own merit. For by the Torah is the knowledge of sin or it gives the standard of God and we should then see how from time to time we fail. Romans chapter 3 verses 27 and 28. Where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law of works, no, but by the law of faith, trusting in the God of Israel. Faith in Hebrew is emunah. It means to put your faith and trust and confidence in. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith, by putting your confidence and trust in Yeshua as your Messiah, not trusting in doing the mishpatim for your own merit, without the deeds of the Torah. So what Paul taught in Romans, he taught in Galatians. Galatians chapter 2, verse 16 knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the Torah he does not receive merit if he trusts in following the Mishpatim to establish righteousness and relationship with God but it comes by faith by trusting in Yeshua the Messiah even we who have believed in Yeshua the Messiah that we might be justified by trusting in him and not by the works of the law for by the works of the law, if we trust in them for our own merit, shall no flesh be justified. We are saved by faith and not through the merit of following the Mishpatim. Galatians chapter 3 verse 10. For as many that are of the works of the law seek to follow the Mishpatim, but trust in the works of the law for their own righteousness are under a curse because the Torah says, Cursed is everyone that continues not in all things which are written in the book of the Torah to do them and here Paul is referring or quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 27 and verse 26 which says cursed be he that confirms not all the words of this Torah to do them and all the people shall say amen and so if we trust in following the Mishpatim as a means of our own merit before the God of Israel we will have no merit because there was a marriage covenant agreement at Mount Sinai and if you break one part of the covenant, you're guilty of breaking it all. So because we've broken the covenant and have not lived according to God's standard based upon our own merit, that means that we need a Savior. And so this is the role of the Messiah. He's redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us because it is written in the Torah, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. And Paul was quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 21 verses 22 and 23 that if a man has committed a sin worthy of death and he be put to death, you shall hang him on a tree. His body shall not remain all night upon the tree, but you shall in any wise bury him that same day. For he that is hanged is a curse of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 explains that we are saved by grace through faith and not based upon our own merit. Our own merit is following the Mishpatim. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. It's not on your own merit. It's not of works. It's not through your merit of following the Mishpatim lest any man should boast. So the Torah teaches that we cannot trust in our own righteousness. Do Deuteronomy chapter 9 verse 4. Speak not thou in your heart after the Lord your God has cast them out from before you, saying, For my righteousness the Lord has brought me in to possess this land. But for the wickedness of these nations the Lord does drive them out from before you. It's not for your righteousness or for the uprightness of your heart do you go to possess their land, but it's for the wickedness of these nations. The Lord your God does drive them out from before you so that he will perform the promise, the word that he spoke to the forefathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob. Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God gives you not this good land to possess it for your righteousness, for you are a stiff-necked, people. So that which is taught in the Torah, that we are not in right relationship based upon our own merit. Well, that's going to conclude part 12 of the series on the subject, the marriage covenant agreement and lawsuit. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.